into New Orleans uh, around 1970 and uh, a fixture in New Orleans at that time was one of the Stovall brothers from out of Mississippi. Uh, the Stovall brothers were famous at one time in certain areas of Mississippi because they were not only good bluesmen but they were hell raisers. Uh, Babe was the youngest of 11 children. <laughs> That's the reason they call him Babe. Um, him and his brother, his brother played blues uh, mandolin. His brother would accompany him. And at one point, they drank so much liquor, they were, they were rough characters. And some parts, some parts of the Mississippi area, they said that if the Stovall brothers showed up and they even looked like they were in a bad mood, those who couldn't make it to the door just jumped out the windows because nobody wanted to be in the joint. But anyway, when I ran into Babe, he was an elderly gentleman. Um, I remember when I first met him, I guess he had been a There's no way to sugarcoat this. He was a wino. Um, and when I looked at him and he told me his age, I thought he was at least 20 years old when I, when I looked at him. I have to be honest about that. The alcohol, the rough life of a blues man, and I'm sure he did hard work on the farms like I did when he was coming up, um, had taken his, his toll on him. He had this thing that, that he said, he said, he drinks wine all the time, he says, because my mother, <laughs> he said, I don't think I ever saw my mother sober a day in her life. He said, every day she, she drank. And uh, she lived to be 100 years old. He said, so I figure if, if the Lord could make water out of wine, he said, I should just drink wine. As long as I take care of myself, I think I'm going to be all right. But he didn't really take care of himself. Uh, but Babe was a absolute marvel to watch because he was, he, you know, he was white-haired, you know, white-haired old, old, old man. And he walked very stiff. And his prized possession was his 1941 National Steel Guitar. 
that was that was his absolute treasure. And he carried it in this case and he would walk into Jackson Square, if you've ever been in New Orleans, you know, that's where the tourists congregate. And he would find him a bench and he would sit the guitar down on the bench. And I watched him do this hundreds of times and I was always fascinated by this. His movements were very old and stiff when he, you know, but once he set that guitar down and he flipped those things to open up the case, when Babe Stovall opened the case of his guitar, I wrote about this in the Gator News about 30 years ago. He put his hand on that national steel guitar and the moment his fingers hit that guitar, it was like magic. All of a sudden, Babe Stovall was young again. His, his movements were young. He, uh, it was the most amazing uh, transformation. And like I say, I watched it hundreds of times because I hung around him a lot. And he would play and his fingers were nimble. He would play behind his head. He would get out and dance and, and he could just shout like, like, like nobody's business. And at the end of his performance, and he drank during the whole performance because you know the, the, young, the young musicians who hang around with him, they absolutely adore it. Babe, and they would always, you know, supply him with uh, drinks, wine preferably, and then, you know, the tourist money would help him. Uh, but the minute he put that guitar back in his case, and his hand left the guitar, he was old again. It was just the most amazing thing. He was old again. He would shut the case, and he would grab his guitar and sort of shuffle off, you know. Um, I was living in Hawaii and someone called me, I think it was 74 maybe, and they said, alligator, guess what? And I, you know, I hadn't gotten any calls from New Orleans the whole time I had been over there, you know, for a couple of years, a few years. Um, and he said, someone stole Babe's National Steel guitar. And when I heard that, shivers went up my spine. I mean, I, I was just, it was like, how could, how could that be, be possible? So my immediate reaction was very strong because I loved the man. And I said, who stole the guitar? Does anybody know who, who has it? Is there any, anybody know anything about it? Because I'll get on the plane and come back and we'll try to get it back. And he says, no, you don't have to worry about that city because the whole city is upset about that. The whole city of New Orleans is upset about that. And Babe is just heartbroken. And that was when I made, I told, told this gentleman over the phone, I said, you know, I'm gonna have to round up some of these, uh, these things that I have to do and try to get me a plane ticket and get back to New Orleans. I said, because if Babe's guitar has been stolen, Babe is not gonna live very long. So somebody has to find it because there's no way. And certainly, just as, as I said, some months later, I got another call saying that Babe's double had passed away. I'd like to uh, 
I think one of the, I think the 74 or 75 New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival was dedicated to Babe Stowell. And I'm getting some feedback here. I got a little clip of the very last performance that Babe Stovall did in Jackson Square in New Orleans. Up the left, right. Like you just just listen to authentic up. This is the old Delta Blues. This is live sitting in Jackson Square. some Johnny Cash lovers out there. We're going to do a little bit of Johnny Cash. And what I want you... Here we go. Let's see if we can do this. Johnny Cash alligator style. Let's see. Turn it up. Uh. 
Johnny Cash alligator style. Now, right now, we're going to do a... I'm going to let you know what's going to be coming up in the future. I'm bringing a guest on my next podcast. Uh, I'm getting in, into golf. I'm, I'm doing an interview with a, a close friend of mine who I'm doing some golf work with. He's helping me out. Uh, this is my second incursion into golf. I did it about 30 years back and hadn't been doing it up until recently with uh, the friend I'm bringing in. But it's going to be a wonderful interview, and hopefully we'll get some of you interested in checking checking the game out. If you're like me, we always had jokes about golf. You know, golf. Why do you have to hit this thing with a stick to get the ball into the hole? Just pick the damn ball up and put it in the hole and go home. Okay, but uh, but trust me, it's a really fun game, and uh, we we're gonna touch on that. Me and, and my co-host, my son, Cowboy Donnie, we're going to be doing a segment called, a segment on the American flag, okay? And uh, I, th I, think, I think you're going to enjoy it because we're, well, we're going to do what we do. But right now, I'm going to let this go. So, But before I go, I'm going to do one other little thing for you. <laughs> a little bit of Tex-Mex music. I uh, had a good friend of mine named uh, Freddie Fender. Well, that was his uh, stage name anyway. Um, this is sort of an alligator version. But this style of music is called Tex-Mex. We're going to do it alligator style. Let it go, dog. Tex-Mex shares with Zydeco the bit of that oompa is in it. The German immigrants introduced the accordion to the Americans in the 1840s or something like that. Here we go.
one way. Got to go at the trail.